Hi, I'm Erica Jarvis. Hi, I'm Amy Randolph. And you're listening to Podcast Rewind. We are two best friends talking hot topics and all of the podcasts that we're totally obsessed with. So come please be our friend on social media. You can find us at Podcast RWD on Instagram and Twitter. And then head over to Facebook and search Podcast Rewind. You can listen to our show wherever you're already listening to your favorite podcasts. Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever that is, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe because we need your stars to keep this show going. Cheers. Cheers. Let's talk podcasts. Hello, welcome to Podcast Rewind, episode 74. Uh, I wonder when we're going to have done so many shows that we don't need to announce the number or like... Who we are. Or we're just going to get more proud and keep doing it. I don't know. But at any rate, I'm Amy Randolph, one of your hosts, and sitting with my best friend, co-host, Erica Jarvis. Hey, all. Welcome to Podcast Rewind, episode 74. Deja I vu. agree. <laughs> I do wonder, like, when are we going to, like, you know you're listening to right. Podcast Rewind, but... Don't we, all of your favorite shows intro themselves? Yeah, a little bit. Like, the Lady Gang is always like, hello, 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 and welcome to the Lady Gang. It's like, I know. I hit play. We could come <laughs> up with, like, a cuter thing, though. Are uh, we? Well, we'll workshop it. Yeah. No, okay. Guys, we're going to workshop it here. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> this is appropriate for on-air, right? <laughs> I do think on-air conversation is always titillating and hilarious. Well, like you say, be relatable. Be relatable. Be open. Well, open. Oh, Speaking of relatability and yes. openness, I'm uh-huh. happy to share with everybody currently listening that I had my like very first almost in life help by fallen and I can't get up moment. <laughs> We're getting to a certain age. Oh my god, it's so embarrassing. Yesterday I went to a Pilates class because I took the day off. Relatable. Relatable. I was being so lazy. I was like, get your ass to a Pilates class. Don't be this person. Get thee to Pilates. Pilates. Came home, was meal prepping, you know, like, you smell, get in the shower, because I was running to dinner with a friend, and I have a garden tub, so it's just a little bit higher for my five foot three legs to hoist myself over, and I hit, like, a slippery spot, and, like, one leg went in, and my right leg, and I fell against the tub, and I have a bruise the size of Egypt, like, (laughs) on my knee and on my leg. I showed it to you today, and it's like... It's something else. It's gonna get worse before it gets better and like hello short season yeah that's gonna leave a mark (laughs) oh my god I love such a mark but I was just like oh my god you were home alone you probably pulled a groin muscle because then you start going through all of the scenarios like Amy doesn't want to come home and find the shower running and me like naked definitely don't don't. and I never go into your bedroom so it would take a minute I think do you think like after an hour of hearing the shower run you might notice maybe (laughs) Probably. I can be somewhat oblivious. Would you assume something was wrong if there wasn't music and or a podcast playing while the shower was running for that long? Probably, yeah. 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 No, I'd try to rescue you. Oh, I, I appreciate know. the We've try. I've had that moment, though, where, like, you know, you're picking up your leg to shave or whatever, and you tip back, and <laughs> it just, it all flashes, and you do, the first thing you think after, okay, I'm going to not fall is, what if I had fallen? Right. And I'm just splayed akimbo <laughs> yes. across and like, you know, 
at least if I knock my head and like bleed out in the bathtub, it'll cope, go down the drain. <laughs> Ideally, you know, easy clean. cleanup, hopefully. But I feel so sorry for everyone who finds me. Right? It's like that so. intro in like Lizzie McGuire when she's singing in the bathroom and spins and like grabs a shower curtain and like falls down. Like that's yeah. what I imagine I almost was gonna look like. Girl, like I've seen that. <laughs> And you just so brazenly told the world that, you- <laughs> that I've seen the Lizzie McGuire movie in yeah. theaters when it came out yes. while I was in college. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I will proudly wear that badge. It's got the greatest soundtrack ever. You don't know because you've never listened. I'm good. I, you, I'll, you I'll, think you're good. I'll continue my life not knowing for sure. Well, would you rather continue the show and talk about drinking rather than Hillary? <laughs> I do, think, I do think it's time to move on. Yeah. All right, so I guess it's time for... Yay! Ooh, Ooh, trick, trick of, of the, the week. week. That felt good. Yes, I'm very happy for you. What are you having? I cheers you with a Bud Light, my lady. <laughs> well, I'm drinking boxed <laughs> Pinot Grigio. So like the trash people we are... Um, hold up, it gets worse later. Trust me. <laughs> Absolutely does. But it's so hot in the summer. I just, I kind of want to drink just cheap-ass white wine. Yeah, you know, I know I've had it on the show before, but, like, the cheap-ass rosé from Target, actually, and here's the thing I found with cheap rosé, you can really throw some ice cubes in it and be like, oh, I'm drinking it like the French, and you're like, I'm watering this ish down. Right, and a little soda and a strawberry, and it's a fucking spritzer. It's a fucking spritzer. Like, screw your White Claws, though I have learned White Claws are delicious. I am not I don't like the lime, but I had the black cherry over 4th of July and agreed that it wasn't terrible. All right. Maybe we can bite the bullet here one day and support. If they sponsor us, look, I'll drink the shit out of it. I'll drink whatever anybody, like, sends my way. Roofied and all. Send it on through. White powder in the mail. Come on if there's a check. (laughs) The Betches podcast is currently being sponsored by, like, Malibu Rum. Uh I was like... I get it. Get that sponsorship, but that's, ouch. That's gross. <laughs> that's tough. That's so disgusting. To talk nice about. Right. Um, I'm not obsessed with Malibu rum. No. But I do think we should talk about what we are obsessed with this week. And I'd be like, why are you so obsessed with me? Sounds good to me. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, that'd be amazing. So I talked a few weeks ago about how I played my first round of golf on Father's Day. Yeah. And I just, like, I am bitten by the bug. I cannot stop golfing. Super obsessed with it. I've yep. gone every week for five weeks in a row. I just made plans today to go out this weekend. Oh, you so, did? Nice. Yeah. I'm going to go for six weeks in a row. I'm buying all of the stuff on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having the greatest time. And talk about getting bitten by a bug. Like, literally. Bugs are biting me. Yeah. It's hot as balls in Central Florida, if we haven't mentioned. But I get out there, and it's like I don't even notice. Yeah. I'm having such a great time just reliving and getting better and better every week. Oh, yeah. My love of this game of golf. I'm so much enjoying it. Oh, and you're good. I'm, I know how to play. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. You know how to play. And I think that's the first step. Yeah, I mean... Like, when we went out, I was like, hey, seven or six? And you're like, oh, you're turn seven. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. But, like, I've got clubs. I'm trying. But... Yes. So, yeah, it took but it takes a lot on weekend. Yeah. It does take a lot. It takes a lot of patience. And then sometimes it's one of those games that if you, um, you know, you focus too much, you just screw up, and you just have to, like, let it all go, and then you'll hit the most beautiful shot of your yeah. life. And it's, like, zen. Like, oh, yeah. nothing feels better than that perfect swing, that ping. Uh-huh. Sound and watching your ball fly, hopefully not into the water or the woods. Yeah. I am uh, bought my third round of balls since I started playing. Cha-ching. Thank you for um, hyping me up, but <laughs> I'm not that good. I'm, well. I am improving every week. Yeah. Practice will make perfect. Where are you playing this week? 
I haven't decided yet. I just, um, I, the, a, a, a gentleman that I've been playing with um, asked me to go this weekend. So, oh, that'll yeah. be fun. It'll 18 be fun. again? Hydrate, girl. girl. Hydrate. He pushes me. I know. I know. We don't start drinking beer to the back nine. Yeah. <laughs> if I started drinking beer, I would be like, I gotta be done. Like, it's not coming, not coming back. <laughs> it's one of those things, like, with um, pool, you know, you're better when you drink. Oh, same with um, beer pong. Well, yes, but I wasn't going to bring a drinking game into it. This is like... Is golf not a drinking game? feels like a drinking game. Uh, like I say, I do better when I drink. Right. Anyway, tell me what you're obsessed with. Amy, mm-hmm. it's the second greatest time of the year. It's Christmas in July, which means Hallmark is currently playing all of my favorite Christmas Hallmark there movies. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I have a handful of coworkers that were posting all over Facebook, and I was like, I'm in on this too. So all day they've been playing. All day. Um, So they were like, you know, we're starting Christmas early in the office. You know, people who listen to Christmas music earlier are happier. And I'm like, hell yeah, they are. I had like a really tough day a couple weeks ago. A lot of work on my plate. And I was like, I need to listen to music that's just going to really zen me out. And I was like, it's time for that Christmas music. Like it can just calm me down. So going into my room and just being like, there's nothing on TV. Oh, Christmas at Pemberley Manor, huh? Like, perfect. So I've just been, like, adding them to the DVR. So I just have them now until Christmas. Because I would really love to move to a small town, help with a cookie company, like, not automate, (laughs) keep the cookie recipe in the family, teach the young son CEO who doesn't have Christmas in his heart what the meaning of Christmas is and help him find love for the holiday in me. Well, I wish you all the best in that venture. Thank you. I support you. you 100%. Thank you. But yeah, I know. I love watching a good Christmas movie. There's just, there was like one dip in the movie of like, oh, oh no, we're back up again. <laughs> like, it's just silly and positive and fun and good totally for you. I love it. I'm obsessed always. It's joyful. Get it? Joy? Christmas? I do get it. Great. I do get it. I mean, it's like, you know, how happy are you when like Love Actually finally starts playing again on TV? It's just yeah. like, yes. But that's what I love about your like Hallmark Christmas movie obsession because you're not like, I love Christmas movies. Like, who doesn't want to watch Elf and Home Alone <laughs> right? every year? You're like, Hallmark, like the Candace Beret bottom barrel uh, Christmas movie yes. is your jam. I watched hers over the weekend where she's like two twin sisters. One lives in the big city and the other one stayed back home and has kids. So they swap to see if they can spend a week in each other's lives. That sounds kind of fun. That's like the holiday though. Great Christmas Great movie. Great Christmas movie. But then it's like also weird because then I forget by the end of the movie, Candace Cameron, Cameron Bray is not a twin. And you're watching her, and I'm like, she's a great actress. I really believe there's two of her in the world. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. took some lessons after DJ Tanner then? I think so. It's probably why Fuller House came back. Yeah, but that's trash. Isn't I mean, it? I tried. I tried so hard to watch Fuller House, but I, it even offends my sensibilities of what bad television is. Well, do you think that that was bad television back in the day and we just didn't know because we were so young? I mean, think Excellent about question. to Save by the Bell episode when they turned all the girls' faces purple with the zit cream. Yeah, no, no. You're right. You're probably right. And poking a hole in that. It was zit cream that these girls applied perfectly on their face. I would have woke up the next day with, like, purple splotches just where I have the zits. Well, yeah. Who puts the zit cream all over your face? Kelly Kapowski. Obviously. And before prom. <laughs> Come on, girl. You do not try a new product before a prom or a wedding. No. Or your first date, to be honest. No. Absolutely not. It's so funny. Well, well <laughs> speaking of women who don't date or whatever. Uh, what we- yeah. So, guys, uh, last week we did our first ever rewind. and We brought you a rewind of our Sugar Babies episode. So this week we thought, let's rewind back a little bit further to this past fall and touch upon a subject that 
sat with us for a very long time. And though, like we mentioned last week, and it's true, that Sugar Babies episode really got people talking to us, this one did too, but in an entirely different kind of emotion. Uh, maybe more like shock, awe, terror yeah. is what we received after this show. Right? So we're obviously rewinding back to incels, and these are guys who are involuntarily celibates, the dark side of the internet, very negative very harmful conversations that they're having about not dating and blaming it on other women and men and not looking inward on themselves the way they probably should. (laughs) We could all use a little more introspection in the world today, but especially these incel dudes. So without giving too much away up front, um, we'll talk to you guys afterwards about it. Well, speaking of the dark internet... Yeah, we're going to have to open up the door and walk in. Yeah, I went to corners of the internet and corners of humanity this week prepping this show that um, I got to say I cannot wait for this episode to be over in certain ways. Maybe this is why I don't feel good. Maybe I have like bad juju in my body. Yeah, we need to do some like saging in here when this is over. I've got sage. So I will say, you know, Erica and I pick our topics every week, a few weeks out, sometimes one week out, and we had been circling on this topic for quite a while, and I don't think we would have done it had we known how... What we were going to find out. I think that's so right. We definitely mentioned, like, after a couple of days and, like, reconvened and went, we need to do better research before we (laughs) find on this topic. And I am going to say, I sneeze on this mic. I do apologize. It can feel something. Okay. All right. But, you know, so we're here and we're going to do it. And I think it's an important topic to talk about. It is. And um, there is a term out there that some of you may have heard, but not many. It may be on episode 33. We did talk about it it briefly. Um, so this week we're having a discussion about incels. We are. And there's a reason because while it is part of the dark internet web, incels are otherwise known as involuntarily celibate and generally it is men who are part of this incel group are popping up in the news recently for really tragic, tragic reasons. These are gentlemen who feel that they, you know, cannot be in a relationship, um, and no fault of their own, um, and that's why they were involuntarily celibate. And there was most recently another shooting here in the state of Florida, and it was in Tallahassee at a yoga studio. We are not going to mention his name. No. He does not get to deserve that, but he was openly part of an incel organization and went into a yoga studio and did, excuse me, fire, and uh, we lost two lives, two a uh, faculty member and a student both at Florida State so our hearts go out to that whole community. It's where my brother and my sister-in-law live, and that little side of the state just needs a lot of love right now. But incels are damaging this country, and we kind of need everyone to be perked up. Yeah, so let's talk about it. Let's unpack it. Um, we'll discuss it a little bit. Um, again, that was not the first shooting nope. um, by an incel for the reasons that the incel gave in his final manifesto. And I I hope it's the last, but it's not, you know, even close to being the first. So so let's, like, figure out what this is first. So there are lots of podcasts out there. There are. uh, Talking about incels, and there are podcasts by incels themselves who are spouting their ideology 
on this medium. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and say right up front that I went there. I went to Uh the dark place and I forced Erica to listen to some of it as well. She didn't listen to as much as I did, but I listened to some of these Mm -hmm. incel um, men and their podcasts. It was, it put me in a dark place. Yeah. I felt bad and sad and scared when Uh I was listening to this. And so I am not going to be saying what shows I listen to and no way will I promote that. But I certainly do have some insight that I didn't before that yeah. I'll kind of mention. But there's another podcast called Unequal. I will mention this. It's hosted by a female. Did you catch her name? I know you listened as well. I didn't catch the host's name. I, I did think not. she says it. But at any rate, she has obviously her podcast title is Unequal and talks about equality of people, specifically women. She clearly has a feminist bent to her podcast. And let me tell you that incels. Very feminist. Oh, for sure. But to, like, ground us all in what an incel is, first thing you have to know is they have an entirely different dictionary than we do. It's like when you start reading Harry Potter books, and for a while you're a little lost until you figure out the terms. So let's get out there right away. So incel is short for involuntarily celibate. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, do you want to stop real quick and talk about, you're the one that studied up, like, how this movement even got started. Yeah, so like I mentioned, back in episode 33 of Podcast Rewind, I talked about a really cool show called Things I Found Online, and I highlighted their episode, Trends, Trolls, and Incels. And on that show, the um, radio, the radio DJs are hosts, and they invite people to go out on the internet, do some exploring, come back and let's talk about it. They talked about incels and the new version of incels we have today. But in fact, this term stemmed from a blog that this woman, Alana, who does not want to be known as anything other than that, Mm -hmm. started in 1993. She was a lesbian. She was having a hard time getting into a relationship. She, you know, was... Actually, she was bisexual. Oh, okay. So both ways. Yeah. Having a hard time. Having a hard time. You know, she was in her early 20s. Just started a blog and kind of wanted to get with other people and ask people to like join in in the comments and have a conversation about like, you're trying, but it's not working for you. You know, are we involuntarily celibate? Which is a funny joke where, you know, you'll hear somebody say like, oh, I'm a born again. It's been a couple of months. Yeah. And, you know, it's like just that a, thing tightened back up. Right. right? Like, uh-huh. oh, no big deal. Um, so we have those kinds of jokes when it, somebody just says it's been a long time or, you know, just having a hard time getting into a relationship. But with this original like 1993 concept, there was no um, blame on others. It was like, oh, I am just having a hard time. And um, it was people just trying to get to know each other and learn. Yeah, the and ins- then it took a weird turn. Took a weird turn. So now today in 2018, this incel community lives online largely in Reddit and some dark blogs. 4chan. Uh-huh. 4chan. Incel.me uh-huh. is another one, a huge forum for them, but a lot on Reddit. The actual incel subreddit has been banned, but yeah. they're springing up with yeah. other names and other twists on the name. Um, but so just basically an, an incel, like we said, it's a, typically a man who is not at all accepted by women and now hates women for yeah. that and is very blameful of them and um, is openly violent towards a woman, um, does not think much of women as people or as members of society, believes that they should be allowed to dominate them and often um, not only supports but promotes rape and other violence yes. against women. Really feels like women are here 
To serve men. Right. So like I said, when I was listening to those podcasts, it took me a while to catch up to what the incels were talking about because I don't know their words. Yeah. So on unequal, going back to that, she basically laid out their terminology. So She was really good. And some of it, it leans towards being funny. Uh-huh. So if we giggle a little bit, forgive us. Yeah. But here we go. So our first, like basically the enemy of the incel is a chat. A Chad is a good-looking guy, he's got swagger, and he gets laid. Yeah. A Stacy is a good-looking woman, she fucks Chad. Yes, she does. Stacy's fucking Chad, she's not fucking you. Nope. Now, there's a Becky. Becky fucks betas, or normies. Uh-huh. So a beta is a guy who can get sex, can function enough to get sex. Again, these guys are very interested in relationships and marriage. Yeah. They're talking very specifically about sex. It's as if you talked to a 13-year-old who somehow could drink alcohol legally. Sure. Like, they're just stunted. With, right. With their ideology. So, so again, so a Stacy is a woman that you desire. According to them, she's also completely stupid, and all she wants to do is fuck Chad. But a Becky will look around and and fuck less uh, good-looking guys, but still not an incel. A beta male is a guy that can get some sex, but he's not crushing it. A normie is, I think, applied to both a man and a woman. Uh-huh. And a normie are just basically blandly... Fives. Uh, yeah, fives. <laughs> fives to sixes who are dating each other yeah. and are kind of leaving all the rest of them alone. So then there's this whole, it took me a while to figure it out, and it took me until Unequal to really understand this concept of red pill, blue pill, and black pill. So the incels have all taken the black pill. And I will say, having listened to them say it themselves, they really are talking about the Matrix. Yes. And they kind of relate their ideology to the movie trilogy, The Matrix. And they do believe that some people are not woke. And until you understand their ideology, you're either red-pilled, blue-pilled, and eventually black-pilled as they are. So they have taken the black pill, the incels, and that allows them to see the world as it truly is in the manosphere. So they recognize that the men are the more dominant uh, gender, that uh, women should be succumbing to men for sex, that they they deserve sex, and when women refuse to give it to them, we deserve what's coming to us when it comes to the hatred. A red pill is kind of a little bit below a black pill. This is a man who's kind of woken Uh so that things aren't right, but not fully black-pilled. And a blue-pilled man believes nothing is wrong. And they are probably also a cuck. And what's a cuck, Amy? A cuck. Now, traditionally, the actual cuckold term refers to a man whose woman has cheated on him. Yeah. In their terminology, the way she said it on Unequal is, a cuck is a beta whose female is knocked up by an alpha or a chad, and he has to raise the chad's child. That's what she said the definition was. When I was listening firsthand, they were calling any man who had any sort of emotional attachment or sympathy for women a cuck. Yeah. They were calling entire countries cucked. Yes. They were talking about how Canada is so cucked because it's run by Justin Trudeau, a Chad. Oh, yeah. And Eastern, New- Chad. <laughs> um, Western European countries such as Italy and France where women have rights are cucked countries. They should really be more like Poland or Ukraine <laughs> where their women are still in line. 
They live in like a blue filter over there too. Right. So, um, okay. So a beta uprising is something they're all afraid of. I'm not entirely sure what a beta uprising is, though I know it was talked about in another thing that I read previously. Anyway, divorce takes on a different term to them or a different meaning to them a little bit because they believe divorce is inevitable in every marriage and it's how women ultimately steal everything from men. And divorce rape is what a woman does after divorce when she takes his children, his house, his money, and all those things. She's divorce raping him. This one's gross. Hold on to your toes. Ephenophilia is sexual interest in older teens, 15 to 19 years old. They really believe that these are the most uh, attractive, wanted women because... They are young, they may be virginal, and uh, satisfies their true desires when they believe that they're not pedophilic as long as they are into this older teen. And also, the government doesn't agree. You know, a lot of these men, I read an article last week that I talked to you about, about how a lot of incels really blame their teen years in solidifying them in their Uh incel status. That if they didn't have sex before they left high school, that they would never have the opportunity. And that, fuck it, this is life. This is me. I'm an incel. Didn't they also think that, like, 13 is, like, the optimal age to lose lose your virginity? Mm -hmm. And if by 18 you have it, like, maybe you can get to 20 once. Maybe someone in college will fuck you. But probably not. But probably not. Exactly. And, like, the guys that are fucking at 13 and 15 are destined to be chads. Yes. Um, so a lot of these men, and we will sidebar in their mental state later, but this is how they justify things like statutory rape and, uh, abuse on young women is I'm not a pedophile. I have a phenophilia. This is just what I'm sexually attracted to. Yeah. There's an ethnocell and these are non-white males who are inferior and become incels because of their skin color. And this is where I would stop and say that a lot of these incels also identify with the alt-right and are highly racist. Yes. Um, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, a Tyrone is a Chad uh, who's African-American. I I didn't have that on the list, but I completely believe it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to... Okay, I'll just go there. So an ethnocell, there are subsets of that, like a curry cell, who would be an Indian male, or a rice cell, who would be an Asian mm-hmm. male. I am just saying things. I think it is despicable what yes. I just said aloud. Agreed. Um, and then uh, friend zone is actually a pretty mainstream term. Yes. But this is absolute hell uh-huh. to an incel. This is where they are pursuing a woman. Some of them pursue women and some live in their incel and just hate but this is when an incel pursues a woman and she continually insists that they're just friends and he has no sexual opportunity with her. And he will probably eventually hate her and stalk her. Yes. Um, and then there are some other things like creep shaming. They, you know, really hate on creep shaming because these guys do a lot of times harass women both online and in uh-huh. person. The yoga shooter was banned from campus at one point yeah. because he would stand around on campus leering at women and, um, you know, harassing women essentially. So, and because these women turned him in, didn't like it, turned him down, they would say he was creep shamed. 
So, I don't know. Does that <laughs> put us in enough of a headspace? I, kind of, I mean, how do you get out of any headspace like that? It's just, you know, with these definitions and the way that they talk about women, you know, these men really feel like the they were told their world is their oyster. And they can have whatever they want without trying. Yeah, there is. And there's such this desire to be with – they talk about wanting to be with women, but, you know, blame everybody other than themselves are you going to sneeze or not, Jarvis? Gonna, I, I don't know. There is an entitlement to it. There <laughs> she goes. Bless oh my you. God. Sorry, guys. Uh, there's such an entitlement to it. Absolutely. I was watching a documentary that they referenced under an um, unequal. unequal. And so I'm not going to say it. If you can listen to Unequal, you can Google. Everyone knows how to do that. And, you know, this one guy was like, I've been rejected by over 1,000 women in person and 2,000 women online. What are you doing with your day? Is that you're all the, you're doing? Also, you're the common denominator. You're the common you know. denominator. But if you asked him, out of a relationship, it's 95% like looks. And he feels yes. like because of his face, because of the way he looks, that's why he can't get a woman. I will say, as I watched it, it was very clear to me that he was, well, first of all, unemployed. Mm-hmm. So he really was, as he said, bringing zero things to the table, not attractive and unemployed, but his behavior and the way he spoke, he spoke very, very fast. And if he like stumbled over a word, he would demand that the documentarian cut it and try again. Mm-hmm. And she would be like, oh, it's fine. Keep going. But no, I have to sound articulate. I have to talk fast. That's intelligent. And it just had this sense of like, I'm not sure we're playing with a full deck of cards. Yes. And that's where it gets a little creepy. So self-hatred and obsession with looks of both themselves and other men is a huge theme I realized when I was listening to the firsthand stuff. So let's talk about, you know, mental health issues. Not all of these men will are probably experiencing mental health um, illnesses, but some are. And some of these men clearly are somewhere on the Asperger's or autistic spectrum. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, people with that affliction have a hard time socially sometimes and a lot of the time if I'm being honest yeah um but you know some of these guys are obviously turning it into uh, a hatred rather than you know seeking help or you know you know and help for autism I know that that's you know kind of relative but essentially there are a lot of other mental health problems that they were talking about unequal like you know severe depression and body dysmorphia which i thought was very interesting yeah you mentioned it earlier there's kind of a manifesto out there that a lot of these guys live by it's called my twisted world by elliot rogers and it's 144 pages uh-huh. long and he um I hate to say his name but he is the san bernardino shooter yes. that happened back in 2014 i believe yeah university of santa barbara sorry santa Actually, barbara san bernardino um, was the different yeah. Sorry. Um, Hi. Yeah. 2018. Apparently there's shootings all of the time. All of the time. But um, before he went in, he videotaped himself, yes. talked about his manifesto, and it was known that he was autistic or had Asperger's. And so, yeah, there is this like underlying thread. I watched another documentary on HBO, Vice, and um, they were talking to a guy who referenced himself as incel, but then used another terminology for like mind cell or something. And he was like, oh, I have mental disorders, and that's why also I can't be part of a relationship. So yeah. some of them recognize it. Yeah, some of them do. And when I was listening to stuff firsthand and also, you know, descriptions of them, they are so obsessed with something they call the looks theory. 
that, you know, women reject them early on and it's all looks based and the Stacy's of the world only care about looks, which again leads them towards women are so dumb. There's nothing in their brains. They only care about looks and, um, that basically it's over for them Yeah, because they are not born attractive. It's over for them. I, even when I was listening to, uh, the incel podcasts, they were talking about how, look, I've worked out, I've gone to work and made money. I've done the things that they say women want. Like I've got a hot body, Uh but my face is ugly. And then there was so much intro hatred between different incel groups They were, you know, if an incel kind of joined their online Reddit community and dared to post a photo of themselves, which most don't because they talk about how ugly they are. Yeah. And someone does. And, you know, these guys will be like, you're like a four or five. Get the fuck out of here. You've got to be a zero to be an incel. And I was listening to them honestly critique a man's jawline and nose and, you know, face structure. And he's not that unattractive. He doesn't belong to us. He's not a true incel. I am so ugly. Yeah. I am so undesirable. I could work out all I want and be so beefed up, but because I'm ugly in the face, I have to be incel. There's no hope for me. Yeah. That's a lot what they talked about in the documentary, which was weird because now I'm seeing that. And I can have my own yeah, perception. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see what you're looking like. And so to go along with Intel, there is another word out there called love shy. And these are gentlemen who want to be in a relationship but are literally paralyzed and don't make the move. So therefore they are involuntarily celibate because they can't make the move. Mm-hmm. Whereas incels really do try but get shut down. And it was an interesting mix of love shy and incels on the documentary and, you know, the Love Shy guy, you know, created his own website forum for guys who felt this way to talk, how do we do this? And then, like, pickup artists would come on and try to help these guys. And if you've seen the VH1 show, The Pickup Artist, it's not how <laughs> women want to be fucking picked up. No. This guy, I like, remember that show, and I think we referenced it here before. It's just like... It's like how to be a, a douche. It's so how to be a douche. You know, this guy, you know, was taking him to the mall and he turned around and saw that the documentarian's um, camera guy, Kyle, was pretty good looking. And he was like, oh, yeah, you get fucking late. Look, you got those flat bottom shoes. And he was like, flat bottom shoes? Like, Vans? He's like, yeah, yeah, though that's what the women want. Now, I will tell you this documentary is old as they yeah. opened their flip phones. And there was a lot of Enya going on in the background. <laughs> so it felt very like, I don't know when this thing was filmed. <laughs> So that was interesting, but one of the guys, like you mentioned, really just was like, I am so hideous, and he was like, I've already photoshopped what kind of plastic surgery I would get to become more attractive to women, and they showed it, and it was bizarre, because he was like, I'd shaved it on my Neanderthal, Neanderthal like, brow bone, I would fix this, I would change my eyes, and I don't know if he noticed, but his new face he wanted was very, 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 very feminine. It was oh, almost, yeah. it made him look like a female, a very pretty female. Interesting. But I was like, how weird is your body dysmorphic? Like, Dysmorphia. you're yeah. so out of touch that like, no, a woman might like that who's into something very specific, but man, you're just not thinking clearly. And they just kept ribbing on this camera guy and they were saying like, oh, you're like a feminist and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, I think women are equal. They're like, that's where you've got it all wrong, man. Like, you don't even know. This guy was like, I do. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I do. He was holding his own. 
So interesting that you bring up Photoshop because another thing that's really prevalent with the incel community is catfishing women. Yes. And they do it to, it's their way of getting back and humiliating the women who Mm -hmm. have humiliated them. Maybe not specific women, sometimes a specific woman that have rejected them personally. Or sometimes just a woman just to feel that they have made someone else hurt because Uh they've been hurt with rejection. So... A lot of these guys, and there are subreddit threads yeah. um, with tips and tricks for catfishing, stories of successful catfishing. I probably, I would guess anyone listening to Podcast Rewind is aware of what the catfish yeah. phenomenon is, but that's basically where you go online, create a fake profile that's not you, that's probably someone a lot more attractive than you. You attract someone else, and then in the end, you know it comes out that you're not who you say you are. And somebody else gets heartbroken because they think they have an online relationship with somebody that they're in love with. So anyway, um, catfishing is really prevalent among incels. And one of the podcasts that I made you listen to with me, they were interviewing a prolific, would you say, catfisher. Yeah. And they were so proud of him. He was so proud of himself. And, you know, it's so sad. Uh Uh-huh. And then I guess I will just mention real quick, talking about them supporting each other, doing awful things to women. These guys don't think there's anything wrong with rape. They, in fact, think that it's a man's right to rape a woman because he is owed sex. And if that's how he's got to get it, then they don't see anything wrong with that. I don't want to dwell on that too much, but it's an absolute truth. I've heard it from the horse's mouth. And that was... Soul crushing to hear. Yeah. It hurt it hurt me bad. It As, scares me. It does. And then to go along with that, there are some of these guys who have never had sex, never seen a woman out of anything other than a bikini, mm-hmm. and who don't even then understand sexual things. Right. You know, they're um, a little repulsed by our bodies because it's terrifying to them. Yes. And so like there is in the documentary, and you also hear it on Unequal, a guy who Googles w- vagina. And has this, as they say, petulant reaction. <laughs> it is like a toddler seeing, like, a poopy and being like, oh, gross, man, ew. The way that these guys freaked out about the female body, but then so deeply hate it. Like, I don't like mushrooms, but I'm not <laughs> going to come for people who eat mushrooms. <laughs> I'm just not going to eat them, and I'm not going to start a Reddit forum about it. Yeah, but uh, I just laugh because a mushroom really don't is like sometimes, you know, oh, talked yeah. about in a As descriptor a for a penis. Mama, Mama likes an eggplant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Houston X is kicking in. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. But anyway, it's true. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, they're so repulsed by it. Well, then don't fucking come and shop for it. I mean, I think that there's also, going back to the mental issues we talked about, like an intelligence level, it's like there's a very stuntedness to so many things, is that these guys never even hit puberty. They physically hit puberty, but their brain didn't catch up with that. Absolutely, And And, or, maybe, I don't know, clear speculation, maybe they are gay and they're mad at females and are really, there is a deep struggle amongst these men, and it's interesting. Yeah, you know, I would uh, imagine that most of them are victims of bullying in high school. That's not an excuse uh, by by any reason. But, you know, these are definitely guys who 
have taken what they believe is a shit hand of cards in life yeah. and gone, I'm not going to do anything to better my situation. I'm going to sit here and get mad and, you know, join into this community of people that all we do is get mad about it. In fact, I some of the stuff I was listening to, some guys that are so deep into it judge other men who incels who do things like hire prostitutes Mm -hmm. or sleep with men if you know um like transvestite you know men um they call them copers and they look down on them yeah you know that you should you're an incel and you should sit down and be mad in your own incelness and not cope with things like hired sex i mean like i or or even pornography yes that's a like, I should not have been Googling vaginas then. Um, <laughs> and also, not. he didn't get, like, the cream of the crop when he Googled. I'm quite sure of it. Like I said, it's this documentary was 15 years old. But I have to imagine, and I haven't read anything, that even if somebody somehow became a normie and dated after being an incel, I mean, he would be hated. Like, that's not Absolutely. okay. You cannot. You're incel. You are in, like, once a sorority sister, always a sorority sister. Yeah, again, listen. I listen to this shit so y'all don't have to. Don't, But don't, I don't. heard them talk about, um, they talk on this podcast that I was listening to incessantly just about other people's posts. Yeah. And either, you know, tear them down for their posts or be like, yeah, this guy had a good thought. But there was some guy that posted in their dark web Reddit about how I'm gonna, I want to undo the black pill. I want to go try to be a normie or a beta. And they were railing him, like, look, man, you've taken the black pill. You can never go back. You could never have a relationship with a woman because you'll remember how stupid and useless she is. Her only use is a wet hole. Uh And so you cannot put the lid back on that pot. You're black pilled and you're done, bro. Which doesn't have to go back into that forum, though. Like, that's also a fucking choice to not sign into Reddit. So, I mean, and that's one of the things that I kind of wanted to talk about on this podcast is, like, these guys have this ideology. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are people on Reddit and in real life that try to interfere. There are women that go on those boards and they were talking about them as imposters and that kind of stuff that try to go on. And I, I don't know what their purpose is. Probably some of them are trying to help. But try to say, hey, look, have you thought about maybe it's not your looks, it's your toxic personality have you thought about seeing a therapist you don't have to live your life like this yeah there are are other options and they are incredibly rejectful of that so and they are called um swj social warriors social justice warriors thank you sjws they definitely hate an sjw yeah an sjw is a social justice warrior who's either trying to help or you know call out an incel and also those who are out in the public um, openly supporting women and women's mm-hmm. rights. So any man that stood up for Me Too is an SJW and is also cucked, by the way. Um, but SJWs are not what they like. But, you know, for me, when I think – when I now that I know what I know yeah. about all of this – I kind of thought this would be sort of like a making fun, which I realize is not the right thing to do no. at all in this discussion, because there is nothing I really can do, I think, about it. These people who are going to choose to live their life this way are going to live their life this way. Yes. And it's one thing, if you want to live in the dark internet and and be a weirdo, you know, that's on you. 
The problem is that these men are going out in public with AR-15s mm-hmm. or even just vehicles, and they're yep. hurting other people and they're killing people. Um, so you mentioned Elliot Roger earlier. He is like their savior. Yeah. They call him the Supreme Gentleman. So his crime, he was 22, and in 2014, he killed six and injured 14. First in his own apartment, he killed his three roommates. Mm-hmm. Then he went to a sorority house at the University of Santa Barbara yeah. and killed people with his car and with a gun. And look, they're not only trying to kill women. They want to kill chads, too. Yeah. Um, they want to kill the men that are having sex because they're so crazy jealous yeah. of them. So that's really what the problem is, right? Yeah. That's yeah, by the go talk on your forums about Pokemon or whatever you want to do. What are you gonna do? But you don't get to interfere with my life because you don't like it. Right. Like I'm not hurting or harming you. It's none of your business. And it should be no one's business. But just it, a few state you know, a few cities away from us, two women died last week. Exactly. Because an incel walked into their yoga studio and you know, they're caught a rotting and there's somebody shooting at them. Yeah, that's where it's like there's almost literally nowhere safe. No synagogue, no church, no movie theater, no yoga studio, no home that is safe because there are people out there with these ideologies. And to take them down one by one, we cannot do it. Somehow something has to change on a greater scale. But these are men who just feel so deeply wronged by the like the cards that they were dealt. And that's we, – I'm not as tall as I want to be. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, not as thin as I want to be. All of those things. But it's up to you to change your life, and you can't go and sit in a forum. And sometimes I wonder if Reddit, 4chan, all of these kind of chat groups are just starting dark things and allowing <clears> it to happen. And yeah. it created this world where you could find somebody like-minded and cultivate and get worse and darker and darker Certainly. and darker. That's why it's so successful now yeah. is because these people can connect on the internet. Yeah. So I just think, you know, for, for those of us who aren't normies, uh-huh. you know, that are just trying to live our lives, I think it's important to be aware that this is out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as a social justice warrior, there I don't know what you can do. If someone finds out what it is and it starts to work and make a difference, more power to you. And I would be more than happy to look at how I could get involved. Yeah. But in the meantime, I think the point of you and I having this conversation really does need to be to let people know that this is there. Yeah. It's dangerous. I mean, you don't, I don't know how you protect yourselves and your family. I think a higher alertness to it. Yeah. As you know, definitely to see something, say something that, you know, um, if you encounter somebody that's, you know, exhibiting maybe a lot of these traits that make you, and if they have any sort of, you know, sense about them that they may be looking to commit a crime, be vigilant and yeah, you know, I think contact your local authorities, I guess. I think it's good to know these words. And mm-hmm. if you hear it or just perk up and have your spidey senses about you and yeah, always to see something, say something, you know, these guys don't. Don't need to be here. Right, <laughs> like and they don't delay. Like, and we don't want to shine a light on it to, you know, do that. We're really just saying, like, with anything and everything that can affect your safety and your security, I'm so sorry to say there's one more layer I need to add, and it's this. It's incels, and you really need to be as informed as possible. Yeah. So they hate justice, social justice warriors. And we don't. But we don't. So to 
cleanse our palates, yes. move on with this podcast a little bit, Eric and I thought that we would, first of all, we're not man haters. No, God, no. <laughs> we love Listen. men, and there are so many great men out there. And so we wanted to call out some of our favorite social justice warriors and cheer them on. Yeah, so I'm going to say, if you like Twitter, speaking of someplace that can get dark, Chris Evans is truly the Captain America everybody needs. Not only is he gorgeous, can mm-hmm. act, his Twitter feed with oh, his yeah. dog, when he comes home after a film shoot, the way his dog loves on him is so sweet. But he is articulate, he is educated, he is well-read, and he will take down the president or whomever he doesn't like what they are saying, and he continues to fight for equality for all. His brother is gay, he clearly fights for that. He fights for women's equality, everything. He's a good guy. Uh, Speaking of presidents, I'm going to talk about our former president, Barack Obama, who I miss you dearly, Barack. He's an amazing social justice warrior. He, of course, has raised his daughters beautifully. He treats his wife amazingly. And he was such a good supporter of female rights, but not only female, um, our ally, our friends that we're allies (laughs) for and that LGBTQ plus community, um, you know, him getting rid of don't ask, don't tell. I believe that was him or was that Clinton? No, some I think. I think it was him. And, you know, obviously all the movement he made towards making um, gay marriage legal in this country and acceptance of um, uh, trans people in the military, you know, hopefully those things don't get pulled back as far as this current administration wants them to be. But shout out to Barack Obama. You're an amazing social justice warrior and a great man. Yeah. I'm also going to add in a podcaster who we love, armchair expert with Dax Shepard. He is a just warrior. He will take on so many different topics from mental illness to addiction. Um, he and his wife, Kristen Bell, would refuse to get married until everybody else could. And the minute it got approved, they ran to the courthouse and got married. They don't just walk the walk. They talk the talk. They do everything over in that, I'm going to call it the bell house. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she's wearing the pants. But he is a great podcast. And you can just hear the way he talks and just feel so passionate and he is doing some really good work and putting out really good podcasts too. I'm going to call out another comedian who you talked to me about before we started podcasting, but Patton Oswalt is uh, not just for women, but again, for all people, all rights, just the right side of justice, an amazing dude who stands up for the right stuff and he does it publicly and he will not be shamed. Yeah. um, I'm not sure I'm going to say his name right. Kumail Ninjami. Mm-hmm. Um, who was did the big sick. He's also a great Twitter account you want to follow. Just somebody who knows his stuff, you know, an immigrant, understands things, just a social justice warrior out there. And there are, like we said, a lot of really great guys out there and women. But with this whole episode, we really wanted to remind you, and like we said, do a palate cleanser. This is the sorbet or whatever you get in between your seven-course meal. Yep. And I'm going to lastly just put out there, both of us have amazing dads who were not yep. afraid to raise their daughters nope. to stand up for themselves, to work for themselves, to take care of themselves, to keep tools in the closet and know <laughs> how to change a tire when you gotta. Exactly. Thank you, dad. Yeah. Shout out to my dad who always said, every time we get a tire, an oil change, rotate your tires. That's right. Yeah, yes. so we do know a couple things. That's right. All right. Okay. Palette is cleansed. Cleanse. Listening back and doing incel stuff reminds me, 
I still just know too much about this subject. Yeah, you know what has become such a thing is I recognize it in the world. We talked about it during the conversation, I remember. Yeah. Like, I've always known what a weird person is or yeah. recognize someone's a little off maybe. But having done all that research on incels and ugh, listening to those podcasts, I so much more recognize it when I see it. And, like, we, even when I see it on the internet by somebody's comments or something, like, yeah. oh, my God, oh, my God, you're an incel. It's a real-life incel. And – Instead of being like hot nerd and like terror, back away, say nothing, do not engage. Yeah, I was out on a date over the weekend and this guy brought up something. He was like, oh, Chad's and Becky's. And I kind of looked at him. He's like, I just heard about these names. And I was like, oh, it's incels. And then I just started spouting out information and he kind of looked at me. I was like, not a thing I know on my own. We talked about it on the podcast that I have. Um, You don't have to follow or subscribe. It's fine. <laughs> but or I was ever like, talk to me again. Talk to me again. It's fine. But I was like, is this a subject that I need to have a breadth of knowledge on? Maybe just enough to, like you said, be astute to it. And if yeah. you see it, say something. <laughs> well, or not, or back away back slowly because you're away. not going to change them. No, just you know, awareness. Yeah. So now you guys are all aware. Stay alert. Stay woke. <laughs> and stay really far away from incels. Absolutely. All right. Let's lighten it back up just a tad, shall mm-hmm. we? Um, let's talk about our pop-ups. We are still listening to podcasts. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Um, I think I'm listening to more podcasts than ever, really. Yeah. Because now that, I, you know, the last two weeks we haven't done specific research for a mm-hmm. show, I'm just like, what the fuck's this? What is that? Yeah. I have all the time to listen as I please. That's amazing. Yes. What have you been listening to? Okay, so, you know, I love my trash TV. I mentioned it at the top of the show. Um, a couple more recap podcasts I've found and I've completely devoured. So everyone knows I've listened to all of the, or watch, excuse me, all of the 90 Day Fiancés. Uh-huh. Um, there's a couple of really funny girls. I've talked about their show, Teen Mom Trash Talk, uh-huh. before, which is a Teen Mom recap show hosted by Tracy Carnazzo, who's a comedian in New York. She's really funny. And her best friend, Noelle, hosts that show. Well, they've started watching the 90 day of it all and started a 90 day fiance trash talk podcast, Of course, which is fantastic. And then they spun off. They don't host, but there's a pod after lockup that love after lockup, which I'm also obsessed with. So it's just so great to be in this community Uh of people who love these weird ass reality shows that I'm constantly obsessed with. That's awesome. Um, But real quick, I have listened to another true crime kind of documentary series Uh that I'm super into, and it's called Shattered. It's got three seasons out currently. I listened to season one over the last week. I binged it. Mm -hmm. Um, And season one was titled Black Friday. Okay. It's the story of uh, these three boys, um, nine-year-old, seven-year-old, and a five-year-old, that disappeared on Black Friday in 2010 and have still never been recovered, Ooh. nor have their bodies. And uh, they were last seen with their father. Father, Their mom and dad were in the middle of a separation. Um, dad has all these wild claims about having sent these boys off into maybe the Amish or with some friend he met on the internet and, you know, swears up and down they're not dead. He's uh, currently, yeah. <laughs> no, dad is off his rocker. That's too much. Um, and this all takes place in a small town in Michigan. So Ooh. just the, the sentimentality and the accents and everything are very relatable to me yeah um but it goes it's 12 episodes and then there was an update that was actually just posted july 8th okay the original season came out in 2018 so still unsolved spoiler alert um, yeah but fascinating journey so shattered i'm gonna start listening to seasons two and three but season one black friday was 
Excellent. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say a couple of weeks ago, maybe like even five or six weeks ago, I said that my pre-obsession of the week once was going to be the Boy Band Con documentary that Lance Bass put out on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then I believe I also followed it up with, no, no, that was my obsession. You did. I was right. Yeah. Unlike with your TV stuff. (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm back pretty well. I've had a few stinkers. (laughs) But one of the greatest true crime podcasts you introduced me to, True Crime Obsessed... You're bringing that. Wow, you really love True Crime Obsessed. I'm so excited. I love True Crime Obsessed because they talk a variety of different crimes Mm -hmm. and documentaries covering the whole thing. So it's not necessarily murder, which I love to listen to that kind of stuff too. But they talked about the boy band con and they were like, we get it. It's not a crime. But honestly, Lou Pearlman is a monster. So this is a total crime. He did go to jail for everything he did. Mm -hmm. So they, of course, recap the entire um, documentary. You've got boy bands and, like, Backstreet Boys in sync, Aaron Carter. And as I say, like, I don't know what's going on with that girl. But, like, she's (laughs) not okay. No, she's not well. Aaron Carter is crying during the documentary. Like, Lou Pearlman gave us our lives. He's got the greatest line in the documentary. He's like, "If if Lou Pearlman wasn't in our lives, I don't know where I would be. Tampa, and just like ends the sentence, and I was like, "Oh my god, Aaron, Tampa's like not terrible." <laughs> same child, same. It's so funny. Sorry, Tampa. Um, Jillian is our age, so she really grew up in the boy band era, and Patrick was in college. Back to true crime obsessed. Back to Those true crime obsessed. So they um, are in different age brackets of the boy band era. And it's pretty clear when he keeps calling the band NSYNC. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, are you saying NSYNC? He's like, yeah, girl, that's how it's spelled, NSYNC. And she's like, it's in sync." And he was like, "Mm mm-mm. She was like, well, you don't even know who they are, so let's move it along. It's so funny. It's a great recap of the documentary. And a majority of this crime happened down the street from us. Mm -hmm. I mean, here in Orlando is where boy bands were built. And so... The city that... Built the boy bands. Yeah, I mean... It's so good if you can even – can't get to the YouTube documentary because it's on YouTube Premium, so you have to pay for it. I highly recommend signing up for the 30-day trial. Anyway, that was what I was loving on this week from a podcast pop-up perspective. Fantastic. Well, this has been maybe fun, maybe terrorizing. To, like I said. Depending on the listener. Educational. Educational, hopefully for sure. Well, you guys come back next week. We might rewind you something else. We might have something fresh. Um, but in the meantime, listen to your podcast, hydrate, go play some golf, and do not forget to be kind and rewind. Bye, y'all.